0: What's up, everybody? I'm Janelia Espinal, and welcome to Financially Inclined for Marketplace. We're sharing money lessons for living life your own way. Being a social media influencer might seem like the best job you could possibly have. Like, some people really make millions of dollars just by being themselves on an app. What could be better than that? It beats commuting to work every day and having a boss, right? Well, turns out it's harder than it looks, We're going to hear from Sid Raskin, who has over 4 million followers on TikTok and 1 million on Instagram. And he hosts a podcast called Explain Like I'm 30. His claim to fame is really his popular TikTok video series.
1: Here's something I wish I knew before I was in my 30s. You can stop a pot from boiling over by putting a wooden spoon on it.
0: But Sid had to put in a lot of work to get to this point. At first, he had a regular job, With a regular boss while making a lot of content for free. Now he's a successful influencer, but it's not all about money and glamour. It still takes a lot of time and hard work. So let's get started with Sid telling us about his day to day.
1: My day to day is basically answering emails, recording videos, delivering assets. I go live once a week. I have a podcast. I'm working on another project, and I have a a web series that I have to go and like. Produce for that.
0: How much money did you make at the start making videos at the beginning versus now?
1: But when I first started making money on YouTube, I made like $5 on AdSense and I thought that was crazy. Hey, money, money. right? That might have been like 2010. And then I didn't really make money on the internet or from making content until maybe 2020. The jobs that I did and kept working at were jobs that would help me. Do those, do, do the thing I wanted to do better. Even in like hobbies, like I would be performing sketch comedy or doing stand up comedy because I knew that there was something that I didn't know how to do mm-hmm. that could translate into content creation that would make my content better. So like in my videos now, you'll see that I don't say that many things. I like, my, I let my facial expressions do a lot of the work. But I also let the moments breathe. And that comes from the years of performing live. Even in college, it was like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber, so I'm going to be a social media manager for my college gym. So it was like, okay, well, well cool. Like I'm getting paid to be a social media manager. That's great. I still want to be a YouTuber, but at least I'm getting paid for it, right? I have yeah. my camera, I can make a video. And then I knew that if I continued to do that, I would still be in YouTube. So like when I moved to Los Angeles, I got an internship as a social media manager. I I did do an internship. Two, two years later, I came back and was like, I'll be a social media manager for you. And then I did that at, at one of the biggest YouTube channels at the time. I don't take that for granted, the five years that I had in uh, that professional lifestyle because it, I think it also helps me deliver assets in a more timely manner. I think it also helps me with my emails. I think that it helps me communicate to professionals a lot better. But yeah, I mean, I knew that That was the passion, but the passion didn't pay the bills. In order to pay the bills, I had to still stay close to the passion in order to make that passion a reality later in life. That was why I was like, all right, like I need a job. Fine. There would be years that my main focus was not this, and that's because I couldn't do it. Like I literally can't do it because if I do it, then I don't eat. That to me is sort of like where that sort of dream mentality, I think, crushes people because it makes you feel like the dream has to happen immediately, but it doesn't have to happen immediately. Judge Judy once said, if you don't make it in your 20s, make it in your 30s. If you don't make it in your 30s, make it in your 40s and so on and so on. Dude, I wish I had heard that. Way earlier than in my 30s, because that would to me would have been like, Oh, thank God. Like, you don't have to make it in your 20s. You don't have to make it in your 30s. Dude, just make it when you make it. And that, mm-hmm. that I think is the most important thing. My first big brand deal was $1,600 and I got a free subscription for a year to the service that I was plugging. And then I kept on posting that here's something I wish I knew. And then I made uh four thousand dollars for four video like for four videos four thousand each which was sixteen hundred sixteen thousand dollars influencers actually ask for a lot of money mm. and you can say a hundred thousand dollars and then they say four thousand dollars and you go great Ooh. because that's four thousand dollars more than I had yesterday and I think that was something where I was like I don't know I'll say four thousand dollars and then they went sounds good. I went, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> right? Like crazy. I believe it. But now the audience metrics that I have with the uh, insights that I have, the engagement rates that I have, it is five times that, which is like my ask, right? A million followers on Instagram is the floor is the base level, like, safety point, which is insane.
0: You're pretty successful. Like, I mean, if you don't mind sharing, telling us, like, all of your income streams that you have, like, you talked about going live, putting content on social, having your podcast. Where are is your head at when you talk about, like, your financial goals and where you are now?
1: Only places I make money right now are from brand deals on Instagram and uh, TikTok. And mm-hmm. last year was literally the best year I've ever had. <laughs> And that that's was $400,000. Awesome. That's for 2022?
0: That was 2022. Which Amazing.
1: is, disgu- like, what does that number 20. even mean? That sounds like a lot of money. At the same time, I had to join a union to get health care. I wouldn't have health care. I wouldn't have a pension plan, a retirement plan if I wasn't in that union. I found out what a high-yield savings account was. I found out what a Roth IRA is. I found out what a traditional IRA is. All of this money is cool, but the reason you don't see me driving a Lamborghini is because, like, I actually just, like, pay my retirement plan, right? Or I put, like, a lot of it into savings because, like, I have no idea this is going to last. And I think that comes with age, too. I know that I can't spend foolishly because, like, if I did spend foolishly, then I would just be as broke as I was Two years ago, so that's a big part of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and not to mention taxes. People don't really talk about the taxes. Taxes is a huge
1: thing. A huge. Thing. Oh my gosh, when you see that, like, you owe the IRS sixteen thousand dollars every three months. Whoa, that's a lot of money. Right. And yeah. you just you're just supposed to hang on to that. That's a right. big thing I save for.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Because I put so much of it away, or I, you know, I, I make sure that like my mortgage is paid. I make sure that my taxes are paid. All of that stuff. So if I pay $16,000 a quarter, 16,000 times four. So sort of like that, that is also what I have to pay. Right. So really take home was m- half that, yeah. maybe, maybe more than half that. I see it more like, Oh, I guess I made it this past year and I'm going to work three times as hard <laughs> in order to keep that base level. And then also turn up. If I'll be completely honest, honest, my goal is a million dollars. And once I reach that, unfortunately, I'm going to have to double it, right? So like...
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
1: right? No, I'm serious. Like, that's that's Dude. like the craziness that is me. I'm yeah. very lucky and yeah. I'm very happy. And I'm, I cannot believe that this is a reality that I live in. Like That base level of success has now afforded me the opportunity to now go into YouTube, now go into um, these other ventures, knowing that I'm okay for right now, because now I need to sort of find those different revenue streams So that in case the $400,000 just drops, which it can tomorrow, then I have other projects that I have been working on for a while that are also revenue generators. That's where the burnout comes from, I think. It's not necessarily making something every every day, which is a lot. It isn't necessarily working with brands every day for videos that people aren't going to see for three months, which is also a lot. (laughs) It's taking on those extra projects so that you know, you, you can live a less anxious life, but now that I'm saying it out loud, I still live that anxious life. So it's, it's hard to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you got to always have something cooking.
1: Always. Um, Always. always.
0: I read online that president of the United States makes about $400,000 a year. So really, I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, thank you for your service, but like, it's, it is what it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's so clear to me how much work you have put in to get to where you are. And I know that a lot of people will look at you, Sid, and just be like, they just see an overnight success.
1: (laughs) No, definitely not. One thing that I always say is like, it's easy to go viral once. It's hard to go viral every day. That's what I have to do. I have to go viral every single day in order to sustain this job. When I realized that, (laughs) I was like, oh, this is crazy.
0: Do you know when you're creating videos that it's going to go viral or is it completely random?
1: I mean, I know that once I have a formula now that I can maybe like game it a little bit better. But at the beginning, no, you don't know what's going to go viral. You don't know what's going to strike a chord. The reason I think I started to go viral is because I was a 30-something-year-old white dude admitting I didn't know something. And I'm like, yo, y'all just... Ever think about can openers before? <laughs> and everyone's like, dude, me too. Right? It's relatable.
0: There's relatability.
1: Yeah, here. it's very relatable, right? Yeah. It like just breaks down that barrier wall of like, listen, I'm not, I'm not gonna make you feel bad. I'm I'm in this with you.
0: So a study actually recently asked a thousand teens what they want to do. Do they want like career-wise and and 60% of them said they don't want a quote unquote regular job. They want to be entrepreneurs. And most of them said social media. It's interesting because I think influencers don't talk a lot about that. And so what happens is it ends up getting glamorized like, oh, anybody can become an influencer and it happens overnight. You just go viral. So I'm just wondering yeah, what you think yeah. about that and you know <laughs> your thoughts on that study.
1: I mean, listen, same, but I'm 34 and I've been doing it since I was in high school. I will not stop you from saying you want to be an influencer or you want to be an entrepreneur, that's great. But boy howdy does it take a lot of uh, learning. You know, you have to sort of just learn it by doing it. And I think that in that comes with a lot, a lot, a lot of like facing self and facing failures and facing misunderstandings with other people that you love and care about. So if you do want to be an influencer, if you do want to be an entrepreneur, you have to know that it's hard and society is not set up for you to actually succeed at that. People, people don't tell you where to find this information. You just have to somehow find it. Mm-hmm. And thank God for, you know, the overall flattening of information that's been happening. But even then people ask you to pay for a course. Mm-hmm. Even then mm-hmm. you have to know the right keywords to find the information. Yeah. I mean, there's no school for influencer. Their decision. Maybe I should open one. Actually.
0: I mean, listen, it's a brilliant idea with yeah. so many young people being <laughs> so eager to become influencers. Like, hey.
1: Wow. All right. Thank you, financially inclined.
0: Okay. So then what would you say it would take for somebody who's listening that is like, I want to do this? What would you say it would take for them to be successful at becoming an influencer or a content creator? Maybe top couple of bullet points.
1: The first bullet point is just upload it. It doesn't matter. That's it. That's it. Second one would be, Make sure that you always have like another source of revenue and income so that you can feed that hobby and that love, right? While also still paying your bills. Bills might come first and that's okay. And then the third one is just be okay with failures. I think that consistency of failure leads to two more people seeing it. And if two more people see it, then two more people see it and two more people see it. And that is where the real audience growth comes from. It's okay if you're not an overnight success. Stay passionate. It's just so important to do that.
0: Okay, you heard Sid. If you think being an influencer and entrepreneur is just about being an overnight success, getting easy money, and never having to work for someone else, you got it all wrong. Influencers have to secure steady income, and it can feel like the grind never stops. Sid said that he spent years and years building the skills he needed to be successful and reach his goal. Whatever your goal is, take some time this week to make a list of the skills you need to develop. Maybe it's a specific software you want to learn. You could search up YouTube tutorials or see if there's classes available at your school or local library. Maybe even find a mentor to help you improve. Now, what we've learned from Sid's interview today doesn't just apply to social media. It applies to any hustle too. Passion and perseverance are the key. Financially Inclined is brought to you by Marketplace from American Public Media, in collaboration with NextGen Personal Finance. I'm your host, Janelle Espinal. Our senior producers are Haley Hirschman and Zoe Saunders. Our video editor is Francesca Manto, and our graphics artist is Mallory Brangen. Our producers are Hannah Harris-Green and Haley Hirschman. Gary O'Keefe is our sound engineer. Our intern is H. Conley. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts. Francesca Levy is the executive director. Neil Scarborough is the VP and general manager of Marketplace. Our theme music is by Wonderly. Financially Inclined is funded in part by the Sci Sims Foundation, partnering with organizations and people working for a better and more just future since 1985. And special thanks to the Ranzetta Family Charitable Fund and NextGen Personal Finance for continuing to support Marketplace in its work to make younger audiences smarter about the economy.